Well, hey, it's Mark Mason with uh, the episode two of Hope Signals, our new podcast. And I want to thank you if you're taking time to listen. And I pray there's something here that maybe you've heard before, but uh, this time it it uh, sinks in. You know, we need sometimes we can get paralyzed because we think someone's already said something or done something. Somebody's already created that. Listen, uh, Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, but I, I think that God can use our unique perspective on something to help other people. That's why it's important, even if you think that somebody's already done it, somebody's already had that idea. Aren't you thankful, for example, that there's more than one Italian restaurant, that that somebody didn't go, oh, there's already an Italian restaurant, why have another one? You know, I like pizza from several different restaurants, and uh, I'm thankful that, that uh, each one of them kind of threw their hat into the ring. So, Anyway, uh, that's what this podcast is about is, you know, hey, we're just going to put it out there and hopefully some of the insights and things that God has given us through the years might help you where you're at. And so today I want to talk to you about getting ahead in life. You know, there's a stupid little joke uh, about a little boy that was born with no arms and legs and no body. He was just a head. And every morning, his mom would put him up in the windowsill so that he could look out and see all the boys across the street playing on the baseball field. And he just longed for a body that maybe one day he could go outside and play. And uh, finally, one day he woke up, he fell asleep praying and asking God for a body. And he woke up the next day and he had a full body. He was so excited, he, he got dressed and he ran out the front door to go play with the boys and, and got hit by a city bus. And that was the end of, of that little boy, sadly. And uh, the moral of the story is, stop while you're ahead. I know that's crazy. Anyway, um, not trying to be insensitive to anybody that was born without a body, by the way. Um, I want to talk to you today about getting ahead in life. And there's about a trillion different principles that we can draw from the Word of God uh, about how to advance in life. But I want every day I get up and I read in the Proverbs, um, usually the Proverb course chapter corresponding to the date. You know, if it's January 22nd, I'm going to look at Proverbs 22. And just sometimes I read the whole chapter. Sometimes I just scan through and see if there's something that kind of stands out to me. And I figure if Solomon is considered the wisest man to ever live, he might be able to say something to me to help me. And so the writer of Proverbs, I'm not even sure if Solomon wrote this particular one, but um, he says in 2229, Proverbs 2229, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. That's the NIV version. The New Living Translation says, do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. The New King James Version says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. And then the King James Version says, seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings and he shall not stand before mean men. And so I, when I, you know, look at, at the different versions, I see one says skilled, one says a competent worker, the other says excelled in his work, the other says diligent in his business. I want to know, well, I know that the the scriptures were written, you know, the Old Testament in Hebrew. I, I want to go, well, what was the original Hebrew word? And so I use BibleHub.com, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, I go to the lexicon. And the word that we translate as competent or skilled or diligent uh, or excels, 
The word actually means, it's from the word mahar, probably pronouncing that wrong, but it means quick, prompt, ready, skilled. The Strong's uh, Concordance says diligent, uh, or lexicon says diligent, hasty, ready. And so I think we translate that fairly well. All those different meanings come into, come into play. And so I want to ask you this. Do you want to advance in life? Do you want to excel? Then I encourage you to be diligent, to be skilled, to be prompt and ready at whatever work is in front of you. If you work for Chick-fil-A or Burger King, be the hardest worker they have at what's in front of you. Be known as the worker that gets to work early and is willing to work late. Don't, don't, ever, say, don't ever say these words. Oh, I despise these words. Let me tell you something. You, you don't ever want to say these words. And I know a lot of you are going to agree with me on this. When you're working beside someone and, uh, and something comes up that needs to be done, and they say these words. They say, that's not my job. Oh, I despise that. You know, I, I we should take ownership of whatever. We should treat whatever we're working at as if we were an owner. Um, even if your boss is a jerk, maybe the owner of the company doesn't know that yet. But regardless, we should take ownership of whatever it is that we're doing. And we should we shouldn't certainly shouldn't try to do something we're not qualified to do. But for instance, you know, if uh if the floor needs to be mopped but you're actually a, a cashier or something um and you're not the 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 custodian, but it needs to be mopped and the mop's right there for crying out loud, pick up the mop and mop up the mess. The custodian's in the bathroom or, or whatever, you know. Don't don't take the attitude, that's not my job. Take ownership of what God has entrusted you with. You know, even if your boss is a jerk, realize that your, your ultimate overseer is God. Promotion comes from the Lord. He sees. If your boss is a jerk, everybody knows it. Um, he or she is known as a jerk. Their reputation precedes them. When when their name comes up in their absence, people immediately think, oh, that guy, that girl is a jerk. Well, let me ask you this. On your day off or when you're not around and your co-workers, I'm speaking vocationally here, when your co-workers are standing around and your name comes up in a conversation, what do they think? You see, your reputation precedes you. You see, before you were hired, no matter where you work, people talked about you behind your back. They looked over your resume or your application. They discussed your interview with, with other people. And based upon what they believed about you, they gave you that job. If you expect to get a promotion or a better job, you better realize that people will again talk behind your back discussing your reputation, the reputation that you have built are you known as a skillful, ready, prompt worker that excels in all they do, that goes above and beyond what is normally acceptable? Or are you known as a person that's always griping, always complaining, always late, always saying that's not my job, having a bad attitude? If you want to get ahead in life, you want to advance in life, you've got to realize that you need both the favor of God and man. And so your, your reputation uh, precedes you. You know, for the, for the past eight years, Susan and I, 
we've been living a lifelong dream, and we, we get to use something we love, music, to tell people about the Lord we love and what He's done for us. And I mean, it's just the win-win. We love what we do. It's, it, we've worked harder than we've ever worked, we, uh, but, but we love it. We're motivated to do it. We are living a dream to get to go out and, and play music, which we love to do um, as a couple. And, uh, and can you believe we, we spend about 24-7, 365 together, and uh, we, we love each other more today than ever. Um, that's, that's a miracle in and of itself, how she puts up with me and hadn't, hadn't taken me out yet. But uh, anyway, we call ourselves musicianaries. You know, we use music to entertain, edify, and evangelize, mostly prison inmates all over the country. And I love that aspect of what we do, you know, um, is that we, we minister to guys and gals that really can't give anything back to us. And uh, there's just something sweet about that, being able to give a gift and not without the expectation that they can do something for me. But anyway, the way that we reach this dream has been nothing short of miraculous uh, and rigorous and sometimes monotonous. Uh, when we began uh, doing this, when I, I started, I, I left my position at a church, let go of my salary and benefits and went on the road with a couple of other ministries ministering at biker rallies and in prisons. And from time to time, I had to stay in a tent because we didn't have an RV yet. I really couldn't afford the hotels yet. Um, that's a, a whole other story. But we had to do our part um, to see the dream fulfilled. But it was only God that could move people to rally behind us so that we could grow life on the verge into what it is today. Today we have a, a, a very nice RV and we have all the sound equipment we have and we need and and uh, it, it's just been nothing short of miraculous. But my, my point is this, is that it's been a long journey to get to where we are today, but I believe that the secret to our success in this ministry and really advancement at any job is, is being known as a hard worker, a diligent worker, someone that excels in their work, um, someone that's prompt at whatever was in front of us. You see, I, I believe it started when I got my first job as a construction worker, and I wasn't even a Christian, but thank God I, I had some models in my life. My dad and my stepdad were both really hard workers, and, and another one of my favorite proverbs, all hard work brings a profit, mere talk leads only to poverty. I don't even think I knew that when I got my first job. When I first started working construction, I was only 14 during the summer. It was actually illegal, but my dad got me in there, and I just was around hardworking men, and I knew that that's what I needed to be as a hardworking man, and and uh, then later, I, I worked for uh, a grocery store for five years, and my boss, uh, he was domineering and flat out a jerk from time to time. Um, but I knew he meant well, and it was more about me and my reputation. You see, 35 years ago, when I was a dom Domino's delivery driver, uh, doing that part-time while I was working at the grocery store, I made it a point to be the best I could be at it. And that was in the days when uh, it was 30 minutes or free. And so I, I broke the speed limit a few times trying to fulfill the company policy of getting the pizza to you under 30 minutes. Uh, when Susan was a cashier at a grocery store 35, 40 years ago, she made it a point to be the best she could be at it. Vocationally speaking, through the years... 
I've worked at a grocery store, delivered pizzas, sold shoes for Timberland, sold computers for Circuit City, rest in peace. I've been a cop with three different police departments. I've been a youth pastor, a worship pastor, a church planter, probably a couple other jobs. Susan's been a cashier, a fast food worker, a daycare provider, a retail sales clerk, and held many positions in church life. But through it all, you better believe this, we've worked for some unfair, unqualified, uncouth, narcissistic jerks along the way. But we knew God had our backs. That doesn't mean we didn't have to bite our tongue from time to time. That doesn't mean that we didn't talk amongst ourselves from time to time. That we didn't have to ask forgiveness for a bad attitude from time to time. But we guarded our reputation. We didn't put that out there and air all of our grievances to everybody and build a reputation that we knew was not going to bring promotion from the Lord. Because I believe we, we grieve the heart of the Lord when he gives us something like a job and then we treat it like that. And so our job is to, if we want to advance in life, is to realize that God is our ultimate overseer and to do our best to build a reputation as skillful, ready, prompt workers that excel at what we put our hand to, whatever that may be. You see, if you are a late, um, complaining, lazy burger flipper, then you're going to be a late, complaining, fill in the blank, whatever it is you put your hand to. That's your reputation. That's your character. Um, and so you don't want that if you want to advance in life. All right. Hey, I hope you got something out of that. And I realize that, you know, it's tough. Uh, we, we get in some tough circumstances and we work for some rough people. Um, Susan's not here right now. I wish she was. She, she worked for someone that was just unbelievably unfair, unqualified, uh, unchristian. It wasn't a, uh, a Christian uh, place of business, so to speak. Um, but boy, she really, the matter of fact, it was the last job, um, she held before God released us both to do life on the verge full time. And I believe it was a test of her character and, uh, and God brought her through it. And so there are those times when you're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, uh, that's what David did. Uh, you're gonna have to realize that God is there and he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll give you the strength you need to endure. You concern yourself with you take responsibility for your reputation and I believe that is one of the secrets to getting ahead in life. Thanks for listening.